0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Kroiso, to the uh, BAFTA Cymru Q&A for Save the Cinema. It is so nice to be uh, talking to you. However, uh, we are in Zoom land, um, uh, as we all know, but we're getting used to this technology and how wonderful that we can still communicate and celebrate something that is as beautiful and as honest and as um, good-hearted and warm-natured as Save the Cinema Uh, sorry Sugarman's latest film and we have a a plethora of talent to come and talk about this uh, wonderful film here and I for me say the cinema it is one of those films that it's sort of its DNA in its DNA is the origins for a lot of us which is the grassroots of it all the necessary the necessity of uh, community community arts and the seeds it sows and the fruits it bears. So it's a real pleasure to be uh, talking about this wonderful gem with you all. Um, my name is Kellen Jones. Uh, I, you know, I don't know you do need to know who I am at all. I don't even need to know who I am. But what you do need to know is that we have the incredible Samantha Morton joining us uh, in this Q and A. So um, I've been a huge fan of Samantha's, uh, you know, throughout her career, and it's a real pleasure to be talking to her now. So without further ado, allow me to introduce the uh, the, the the lead character, the main actress of, the, of say, the cinema, Samantha Morton. Welcome to our Zoom room, Samantha. Hello. Hi. Hey, Hello. How are you? I'm okay.
1: Uh, it's, <laughs> here.
0: it's a real pleasure to uh, connect with you, however remote. I know it's been such a strange sort of time for everybody here. And um, but thanks so much for joining us. And it's a real pleasure to talk to you and connect and and hear about your the process that you went through to creating this beautiful character and in this uh, gorgeous film, Save the Cinema. Uh, thank you for being here. How how are you? I should start with how are you?
2: Well, I'm, I'm okay. Thank you very much. And it's a real pleasure to to be talking to you today. And and uh, yeah, I. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, so you're not sort of on the spot and on your own. I'm going to get the uh, the Lacey to your Cagney or the Cagney to your Lacey. Um, the wonderful Erin Richards, uh, who is your co-star in Save the Cinema. Erin, hello.
3: Hi.
0: How are you doing? I'm quite, now, quite uh, well. Now, I, I, I just know that this is a chemistry that has definitely got legs. And anybody out there should be scribing away. The two of you on screen together is just... An absolute delight watching you play opposite each other. Um oh, so you. congratulations, congratulations on such wonderful performances, such great sort of uh sort of joie de vivre and playfulness between each other and, and such great heart. And when you see that sort of chemistry, that sort of uh buddy movie element to this sort of uh th- this film, uh, it was a real pleasure to watch. So congratulations. Uh, I, I really mean it. And uh, and as I said earlier, you know, in my introduction, it's it's a film that sort of pays homage to the grassroots of community and the, the importance of community arts and the seed that community arts sow. So, I'm looking forward to sort of chatting to how you came to this project and what sort of resonated with you know in the material. Um, I'm going to now go and get the, uh, the 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 boss lady herself and the the scribe himself into our Zoom room so I can stop waffling at you and start listening to um, your your experiences and what you have to say. So thank you for being here, Erin and Samantha. Uh, It's an honor to have you here. Now I'm gonna double double entrance of this Zoom room is going to be Piers Ashworth, uh, the writer of Save the Cinema and the uh, wonderful Zara Sugarman, the director of Save the Cinema. Welcome to the Zoom room, the, the pair of you, hello. Hi. Now, that's that's, that's a great hat, Sarah. That's an almighty hat. I love it. Thanks very much. Frames you well. Piers, hello. How how are you? Congratulations.
4: Very good. Thank you very much. Fantastic to to be here, even, and to have actually been behind something.
0: (laughs) Well, it's it's, it's wonderful. I I was just saying in the intro that I think it made me... um, so feel so kind of uh, enriched that the, the opening of Save the Cinema, the kind of um, the unashamedly sort of affection that you have for kind of community arts and young people and the grassroots of it all is in the sort of DNA of this, this project. It, quite often in the world of acting, people build up a world of a mystery around actors and performers where quite often... There's a commonality more than a mystery, which is most people start in the same place. They start, you know, they they were in a church hall or they were in a school setting or they were in a youth group or they were they were singing along to Oliver or they were they were having a go at Streetcar Named Desire or they were just coming together as a community to put on and tell stories and enjoy them together. So where did this story come from? I suppose, because you're going to answer this question for me straight away. What, what was the sort of, um, where what was your eureka moment? What was the sort of fire in this cinematic crucible?
4: Well, I'd lo- love to say that I discovered it, and you know, I, I found this fabulous story. But I we were in the middle of lockdown. I was a long way away from from Wales. I was in Spain where I live, and I was told the story. I was given the you know the, the outline of the story, and you know, told. I think probably because. I'd just done the fisherman movie and people seemed to like the kind of community of that and you know i had this fantastic story about a woman who occupied a you know a theater a cinema and got steven spielberg and then and i thought well you know that's interesting that's a fantastic story it's something about a real community and i think it, it came it kind of came together i think it basically came together when when the, people were singing in the, theater, in the, in the, in the cinema. And, and I felt that there was a moment there that, that was genuinely a kind of a bringing together of people because obviously that's what the theatre does, that's what cinema does, that's what this place did. And this and suddenly it kind of came to life for me, writing it from a million miles away, having really wanted to do the research but couldn't get out, couldn't even get there. You know, it was COVID time, worst in the middle of it. And so... I was thrilled that you know I delivered the script and said you know well, this is my take on it and Sky immediately said we love it it's fantastic and then there was like this incredible cast coming together like you know Sam Morton, once I was like this is amazing you know what you know and you know and then you know just and people started it started to sort of create this life of its own and, Sarah, and I start I met Sarah but I never got to go I mean it was bizarre I, I actually ended up in Kamar then I was doing another movie in, in, that was actually Swedish shooting in Swansea, and I ended up going to the the, the, the theater the day after they finished shooting. So that was my only, my the closest I got to the lyric was in it after you know watching them and you know take away everything else. But it was it was it was as you say it was a grassroots thing. It was a grassroots. It was a feeling of of um, um of, of, this, of something that brought people together. And you know in the end that's what felt like in the middle of COVID was needed. I mean, what we were all separated, we we're all sort of alienated from from one another. And this felt like, oh, you know, it, and it, and it didn't, wasn't because I was, you know, did some had some brilliant brainwave. But it just felt like it organically worked. And then, you know, it was one of those few experiences where you have where you watch it, and you realise it's better than the sum of its parts, right, that actually, you know, I really believed Sam, Sam Morton in this role. I really believed all, the, all, all these elements. And it was, it was like, you know, I didn't even write. that. I didn't imagine that in my head. I had a different vision, but it was better. And that's, you know, the greatest, you know, thing that you could ever say about, about actors or directors or camera, you know, whatever the whole thing, because it's an entirely collective, it's an entirely collaborative experience. Anyway, that was Absolutely. my...
0: It's, uh, as William Goldman said, no one knows anything, you know. And no one does. No one knows anything. <laughs> I, and Sarah, you're coming to this material. I mean, I can, I can see. You know, there's a, you know, there's a love for Cinema Paradiso. I see there's a love for Les Enfants de Paradis. I see there's. I was thinking, is the Jonathan Price walking down the alley now? Is that her Frank Capra moment, or is that her, <laughs> is that her uh, you know uh, Third Man moment? And I thought, I think Sarah Sugarman, it's probably Third Man and Frank Capra. If Frank Capra's <laughs> the Third Man. Um, what i was saying is that within the kind of uh, within the you know this film is you know on the page peers is sort of this love of, of of stories and but the story is about a love of stories and the love of community and coming together and then you, the way zara you, you directed this film there, there's a huge love of of film as well a love of cinema not just the building of save the cinema but there's actually you know, a, you know, homage to cinema itself is—is that—and it's a big question. I don't expect yeah. you to know, but no. Uh...
1: I mean, it's true. It, it, it's definitely true. And I think you know, there's always a tightrope where you have the reality of a of a of a horribly tight schedule in COVID, and and um, but but the connection was definitely, you know, what was important to me to connect to great stories and just yeah just just a little you know a tickle to to those like you know people that when we could reference things we would um and that was by design and then what carried me through the story was was the connection that everybody the parts like you said that that made this, I felt that everybody came from their heart and that there was a sense of place and a connection to each other in that place. And for me, that's what's important in films, you know. So, um, but if if you try and find, you know, a cinema language that can under underpin that, um, that's what everyone aims for and for us, what was nice is I could easily reference other films um when within our boundaries our budget and 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 um schedule but but that that it was part of the fabric of our narrative to do that, so that was fun
0: yes, absolutely. you could have your Zulu moment menopalic moment <laughs> um, I, I I watched it you know i 'm not this is i I was there enjoying your uh, the, the sort of moments in it, and also as a script and as a film, you know, to attract such an incredible cast across the board. I mean, what a, you know, the uh, an embarrassment of riches, um, sort of talent wise, sort of all coming together. Uh, how, how was that? I mean, you know, how, how was that for you, sort of, uh, Zara? I know it's a great sort of compliment to you, Piers, in the script, but also you, as a director, you go you have Samantha and Aaron, but you also have. Adil and, and 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 you know uh, Susan Wakama and you ha- and and Tom Felton and also uh, you know the, you, Jason and Owen and all the kind of the, the crowd coming through there and getting that kind of balance of of talent I suppose it's sort of it's it's a it's a it's a big it's 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 a it's a big uh, challenge but one that you pull off where do you start is it just a wish list or I think you know
1: i can't i'd love to like peers claim it for myself but i can't because you know kelly valentine hendry our casting person was fantastic and i'm so glad that you know talent talent can play anything right i mean so you don't you know obviously i'm from wales and i care about wales and um like the, our welsh actors were well met by those who aren't from Wales and everybody wanted to connect with each other. I think that was a big part of this and they had the talent to transform themselves um, and do that. And I think that that's its strength, that, that that's what gives it heart. And um, and And so I guess, you know, I do think, nowadays in in filmmaking it is a kind of hybrid with 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 um streaming so it's kind of television slash cinema um and it's kind of television is is more of a um a producer's medium and film is perhaps a a director's more so and and this is a kind of hybrid but You know, I think if people have got I think if people have got taste and people have got talent, that's what you pray for. And I was lucky enough to receive both of those things. So I was blessed, you know, um, and I felt like we got through it. There was a lot of a lot of connection and heart is all I can say on set. And we, we managed to kind of, you know, to keep that alive in spite of all the challenges we were up against and yeah I think that's everybody's priority but just talented people you know just collaborating with talented people you,
0: you you can't fake heart and you can't fake emotion it's it's there you know it's there because people bring it and give it you know you can't You can't fix that in post. You certainly can't fix that in post, you know. Um, I do love the fact that your light went off when you said the word connection. I mean, you you can't can't teach timing, you can't teach timing Samantha, how Samantha, was it a story that you knew of at all or was it something you were specifically looking for, this type of story to tell, or what was it for you that that I think I
2: think it was Sara. Uh, initially, getting very excited that her name was attached to something because I've been a fan of Sarah for many years now, and not only as a director but as an actor, I, I think she was an absolutely extraordinary actress. Um, and so it's, I think, uh, it's a, a Welsh film about a Welsh woman, and I'm very British. Um, I'm, I always have to say I'm not English, <laughs> so I'm not English, but I'm British. Um, And I thought how wonderful that there's a female, uh, a woman directing a film about a woman. And Sara has an understanding of cinema that's very eloquent and very beautiful. And she has a lot of respect for cinema. And she has a lot of respect for story. And she spends an awful lot of time really working out the marrow if you, if you like you can have the bones of something but Sarah really wants to know what's what's going on underneath what we're we all feeling mm-hmm. you have to earn things you know and I think that is very rare in a lot of directors because they obviously come come at everything from some sometimes you know very technical perspective and they they forget about about the story even though they might have a script and you know um and that was the first exciting thing of oh this this could be a great opportunity. To to experience that, and and of course the script, I was like, wow, this this really happened. And then obviously a bit of artistic license in there, but but I was fascinated (laughs) by this woman, and I and I felt that if I could do it justice, that it was obviously I felt a huge responsibility to Liz and and her boys and well the family and everybody that knew Liz, but also. It felt very personal because I grew up in Nottingham and I was part of the Central Junior TV workshop and Ian Smith, who ran that, he, he gave me my life that I have today. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here, to, obviously here today, but I wouldn't, I don't think I would have had the life I had without the theatre background I have. And I know that Sarah has a huge amount of theatre background too. And I did, in my early stages of being an actor, that was what I was about and doing, putting on shows in Nottingham and, and it, it's precious. And so this idea of, of making a film about something that is so precious that's going to be taken away, mm-hmm. coinciding with the fact that we, were, we are in a global pandemic and cinema was being decimated, theaters were, sh- were shut, felt that we had, a, we had an opportunity to, sh- to, to shine a light on that, you know? I, and, and also, I, I know there was something about the fact that she wasn't perfect. She wasn't, you know, she had her faults and I I, I often I'm attracted to characters that aren't squeaky clean in, in some ways. And obviously it's a it's a family film in, in the essence that it's you know nobody gets murdered or raped. Um but <laughs> it's <laughs> what I mean. But there is but it's um it felt very old-fashioned is the wrong word because when you look at a film like It's a Wonderful Life, I mean you can still watch that and it doesn't feel old-fashioned, the story is universal. But it felt that it was like, um, gosh, a little bit rare. Yes. But I hope Maybe. that answers your question, Karen. That these. No, were... no,
0: I really enjoyed it, and I was going to ask you about the um, central workshop as well. Just sort of, I, I, when I was watching the film, I was, I can feel sense behind your eyes that there, there was an, an another level coming on here of, of, you know, the 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 young actor that's in. All actors at that moment, where a, a spark was lit when it was most needed, where communication was strengthened because uh, you went to a club or you had a sort of uh, were able to sort of have that uh, time to sort of grow as a young adult and um,
2: exactly in a safe space. And I think that uh-huh. you know it's it's also it's also a pretty kind of brave thing to do to make a film about a building. <laughs> I mean, it's. Obviously, Liz Evans is, and you know her the, the family story, but every the, the film kind of doesn't belong to any one person, I don't feel. I don't know if, how Erin feels about that, but you know, <laughs> and it was it was like we were all, it was such an ensemble, and it was such a like we were served, we were like there to go to the lyric, you know, to bow down to the lyric, that it was, you know, and we were because um we filmed in the lyric.
0: Yeah, you
2: know, there wasn't sets this wasn't filmed in a studio we filmed it in the lyric and I think that for Sarah um, and her cinematography team must have been both exciting but also very limiting because if you're able to build sets and you can build and construct things you can do all sorts but when you are like no we're in the lyric and the lyric then gives its own ghosts it tells its own story it forces you to do things that you might not think you're going to do but you have to because you're in the lyric <laughs> so I felt like the lyric was the boss in a way and the ghost of Liz was
0: like I don't know in a good way like she was who's the Millennium Falcon um, but all, also you're on you're onto to something there which is I you know communal spaces have to multi-purpose and in a multi and maybe we should have hairdressers in theatres <laughs> and cinemas you know why not I wanted to have a cocktail and have my hair done on a stage that sounded just like the the way to go move forward really and and sort of use it and it's sort of it reminds me of all the kind of great tradition of British films you know like with whether it's like a pit closure film or or a factory closure film or a where something where a displaced community has to come together and galvanize to save something that they didn't know needed saving, but by doing so, saves themselves, really. And it's to have that kind of foresight um, that, you know, there is a big tradition of those films. I can see why you had Streetcar named Desire in there, you know the kindness of strangers because that's what she, you know, she depends on the kindness of strangers. That's what the lyric depends on the kindness of strangers and why you have How Green Is Your Valley as well. You know that that's that sort of film of 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 a sort of under you know under siege or or, or in the point of transition. Now Erin, how how for for you how is it joining this merry band? I mean that was uh, uh, you know it's it's a fabulous character that you play who goes on a real journey but also a very kind of contemporary journey as well and and I think that's why it's a great complement between you and Samantha as this potential you know cinematic duo going forward but what what was your sort of entry point into the story did you know of the lyric or your character or the world or what what was it
3: um I I knew about the lyric itself um but I didn't know about Liz and the history um I have a lot of friends from the area and people who even kind of went through the um, through with Liz uh, but I was obviously really overjoyed to be offered the role and um, like Sam big fan of Sarah and, uh, and also a huge fan of Sam um, so I was, I was very um, excited to be to be working with with them. And, um, yeah, just to be able to do something in Wales as well. I live in New York. I don't know if you can hear sirens, but they're constant. Um, (laughs) And uh, I've worked here uh, a lot in America. So just to be given the opportunity to come home and to do a film um, surrounded by a community who I love and respect Um, and to be able to tell a story that, you know, is, um, I think, so important. Right now, as well with what everyone's going through, I feel like we're all so separated at the moment. You know, not only by Zoom, etc., but by politics and all sorts of things. That to to kind of have this beautiful coming together of a community and a reminder that you know we can all sort of love and support each other and be there for each other was a was a really special thing. And then the experience itself as well was just wonderful, being able to. we were all in uh, in our little bubble during COVID. So we were all able to sort of hang out together. And, you know, we, we were in a, a hotel uh, in the area and just be able to see all the actors, which was was really special because a lot of people at the time who were acting were, you know, everyone was kind of kept quite separate from each other. So it was a it was a lovely opportunity to create something magical together.
0: No, I know I was wondering what happened to your friendship with your character's best friend who's married to uh, the mayor. I was like, oh gosh, ha- what's happened there? You know, the your new boyfriend has sort of taken his uh taken his his glory. Uh, I was thinking right. a spin-off pa- story there.
3: There's yeah, Harisolari a- is actually a really good friend of mine who played <laughs> the character. So we had such a good time coming up with our backstory. Um oh. I thought she really shone. You know, she was really fabulous in that in that scene in the um, it's like the working men's club.
0: Oh. Um, so. I I love the scene where um, Adele and Tom uh, uh, Adele catches the mayor catches Tom sort of staring at you, and the, and he just does that. I know, I know, I know, I know. You know, what I mean, it's sort of <laughs> I you know, it's so much said, but in performance, it's just. I think that's what I really enjoyed a lot about the film is that. I'm a big fan of actors, and I love it when, uh, you know, actors are, are allowed to care, are allowed to sort of, you know, um, f- and without fear of failing, just sort of go out there and sort of embrace a moment and go for something. And nine times out of ten, it always pays off when, they, you know, when they're made to feel comfortable and they, they go yeah. to create something quite special. And I could just sort of I, sit there with would- actors having a good time together.
3: Yeah, I mean that's a real testament to Sarah as well. Like I, I don't often enjoy my performances, <laughs> but I actually watched this film. Was like I did a good job. So that is a Sarah. Sarah, like she she has this amazing presence on set. She has this absolute authority over what's happening, and yet a complete availability to enjoy and play and make mistakes and and not feel like this huge pressure of time which is insane because there was a huge pressure of time on this film because you know you add covid to anything and it it just puts so much time pressure on things so i just wanted to say an extra thank you to sarah for just i just absolutely love working with you and um being directed by you so thank you
0: <laughs> i mean the covid how many days can you tell me how many days you shot had to shoot this movie I, I know it's having made films myself during covid it is it is practically impossible really it's 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 it's, it's such a, a nightmare how, how 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 many days did you have and um i think i think um samantha and and
1: erin can tell tell me more than i know i was like what do you think it was guys i can't remember we had five weeks
0: yes five weeks crowd scenes children
3: you know stunts yeah. dinosaurs
0: but you also
1: have a, <laughs>
2: COVID. I know this is kind of a probably lots of people say this when at this time with covid and everything but you also lose a lot of the day because of covid testing mm-hmm. yeah and and everything just slows down massively getting ready in the morning getting me getting my wig on if The lady, you know, the person doing my wig hasn't been tested yet, or there's only one person doing the testing and it's like, ah. So I think, yeah, the fact that Sarah was able to create an atmosphere of, you know, no disrespect to the producers, but just we need to do this. Just let us just kind of keep this space sacrosanct and and try and do what we're here to do. which is really, really hard when there is a serious global pandemic happening. And if you get COVID at that point, you know, have to remember, we weren't vaccinated then. The vaccines hadn't come out. So it was incredibly scary. And, mm. certainly for you know, thinking about Jonathan Price, the incredible Jonathan Price and, you know, and, and other people that, you you know, you're like, hold on a minute. We, we have to be so careful here. Obviously, double masking,
3: masking, gloves, it was crackers.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. I
3: think. To get by without anyone getting COVID, right? Did any? I mean, none of the. We had one false positive.
2: We had one uh, a, a false that's towards the like on the last day last or something. Day yeah. When the kids oh, were absolutely.
3: in with you, yeah,
1: yeah,
3: it's crackers, yeah, but yeah. Real testament really, to how um, safe they kept us and, and and how you know rigorous the testing was.
0: Oh yeah, Ooh, uh, an absolute credit to you all. And, and Sarah, how was it? that... You, I was going to ask about Jonathan Price. It's the, the uh, second time you two have uh, danced and sung together since uh, very Annie Mary. I mean, how was that? Um, you know, was he on your mind straight away when you read the script and thought I've, Jonathan's right? Is it you've been looking for a, a time to sort of collaborate again? Um, just sort of, you know, how, how, how was that coming back to from after since your, your one of your first movies?
1: Well, it's always, you know, he's a wonderful, wonderful man as well as a great talent, isn't he? So any chance to work with him. Um, I think it was just how things panned out because of COVID that, you know, we thought it was going to go, we didn't know if it was going to go that way or not go that way. You know, we just didn't know. And it was like the gods, whenever we fell down a pothole, we climbed out of the pothole and and it was just you know it came our way the cards came our way I believe like um just very lucky to work with him that that we did have to keep him safe I was obviously as you know Samantha says it was very very frightening I have to be honest you know we were like we weren't vaccinated and um we didn't really know at that point where Covid could lead we know you know it can lead to hospitalisation and death—we know it only too well one of our our captain of transport was on an intubator yes. so it was very real you know jerry lockett jerry, and, yeah. um, thank god he got through and came out the other end um but it was very it was very real for us all and um you know but but it was a huge privilege and we were we were given like frontline status which was um very generous, um, you know, to be able to be in this immensely privileged position at the time to to be yeah. telling this story and to be with the people of Carmarthen who were just
0: lovely people, and I think we all shared that. And, um, well, I think that's what comes across. I mean, with, with Jonathan, I remember I interviewed I met Jonathan a, a bunch of times and I interviewed him once, and he's sort of one of those actors you cannot. Pin down you know the the man has had success in you know all the mediums from new writing to the classics to musicals broadway west end you know he's you know been opposite al pacino in glengarry glen ross he's been you know it's an extraordinary career right up to playing and looking like the pope and um but what you find with jonathan is that there is a very much a um, like what Samantha touched on earlier about the the, the um, Essential Workshop, he's never far from the reason he entered into the industry. And that's what sort of kind of comes across, uh, that sort of radiates off him sort of as a performer and as a person. Like he's still the, the, you feel like he is this young actor at the Liverpool Everyman Playhouse, you know you, you know, making those decisions with that sort of vibrancy. So seeing him kind of passionately talk about the arts in character in, in you know in this film, to see him operating the the love he had for the building, the lyric, but also the character's affection for Liz in the film as well. It's like um it's those, it's that extra layer of depth you get when when casting goes right, that you get that sort of richness that sort of um, you know digs on and and uh, it's a it's a it's a beautiful um, part in in the movie and it's you know he's part Clarence the angel he's part you know it's a, it's a fantastic part and I want to ask what was your you know what was your and this is to Piers and, and and Sarah as well you know what was your sort of take home what did you want people to take away from this film because so I remember reading one of the notices and they used the words sort of you know like. Guileless, and I always think that's a really rubbish word because it sounds like it's a negative word, but it's a really positive word. But the idea that what I love about this is that they you that they set out on a quest and good things happen when good people come together and it doesn't sort of meander or waver from that point. And even when the baddie spoiler alert sort of disappears beginning of act three, we're still on the quest of winning, you know, winning for the right reasons. What what is it so to Piers and Zara, what, what 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 do you really want the audience to take away from your story, from your film? Was it was it just a pure celebration of, of people or was it a, the a, a love of cinema? Or what was your message? Go on, Piers message I
4: have a message no i think the uh, for me i think the mess the most the, the the message was if it was a celebration of anything it was a celebration of community and i think that what was great about liz is that she worked with children it wasn't like you know she wasn't like you know it wasn't a sort of um you know she had this youth theater and the, and there were these little kids and you know and and that and it felt like you know in, in as sam was saying in the middle of covid and you know everyone was sort of separated and we are all frightened and you know what could what could happen, and you know the people who the people who suffered most weren't us right in the end of the day it was just the, it was children, it was the children who had their lives upended yes and you know the, so they, the, so it had to be a celebration, it had to be a kind of something that you could come out of and going, no, we don't want we don't want you know this this idea of progress that we have today that you know building a shopping mall, getting rid of a theater or you know, oh, we'll have freedom day, whatever it is, right you know it's not you know we have got there's something else there to celebrate, and it's something there that was in Carmarthen and it's and it's a universal thing. it doesn't matter whether you're in new york or in or, or in spain or in or in you know nottingham or, or wherever right you know it's a celebration and, 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 and of of that of that community and of that of that spirit and that sense of people working together and living together and dreaming together.
0: People who turn up for each other yeah
4: exactly that's very good good. <laughs> And
1: I just
0: thought, oh, sorry
1: please i also want to go back to Kellen's question because i think i i veered off it is is jonathan price is is you know both in life and his character of mr morgan was an elder in a very in a in a in a, a thing that had a sense of place and and in the community of actors jonathan as you rightly say has been around for, for a long time and and has um consistently um, being an actor's actor and a wonderful person and a wonderful actor and I think he brought that gravity to set and um, and I think I think we all felt safe around Jonathan he was a definite anchor um, which is the part he played but in life he's certainly that person as
0: well. And it's the context people bring as well I mean you can't you know that's what re, you know, real casting is you know whether you whether whether one wants to accept it or not we all you know actors tell a story you know and they and and you know they tell so i mean you know samantha we've seen you play such a myriad and range of characters throughout your career that sort of they are you do you know they are always sort of echoes of them in whatever character you play so when you take a sort of a character like liz there's um you know there's a there's a pathos there's a there's an empathy but there's also a, a, a an element of of uh danger as well you know and and uh that comes just because we we know and appreciate your work and have known and appreciate your work for so long um most people you know a lot of people will say acting is about disappearing it's like it's a magic show but i don't think it is it's, it's a it's a revealing and when it's at its best it's sort of Revealing new elements of that person, Um, so uh, and I and I really felt that that was, you know, what were there elements that you were, were there new things you wanted to explore as an actor, Samantha, in Liz when you read the script, or were you a complete open book to the the challenge? What what was your what was your um what was your process into sort of meeting Liz day one?
2: I think, um, first of all, looking at footage of her. And then I, I said to Sarah, listen, I, I, I'm not sure I can do a mimicry of, of her. You know, often in, I've played real people in the past, whether it be Myra Hindley or, you know, like just very heavy characters. And, um, and with Myra, obviously, the, all I had was, you know, the, the tapes and the photograph. And, and I, I kind of thought, what do I do? We also had very little time. There's no rehearsal. But this all happened very quickly. I got, you know, the, you know, the opportunity came in to play the role. Sarah, so, um, we're shooting then, and it was like, and how are we going to do all well, the, the practical things to do with even costume fittings? If you're in a COVID, you know, uh, lockdown, how are you going to get costumes? I mean, all those other practical things. Um, and as an actor, I really, really love prep. Um, I know that directors need that too, but I think often heads of department are given pre-production time to. You know, plan their costumes, you know, cinematographers are given enough time to order the lights and have mm-hmm. meetings with the director to to kind of make sure everyone's on the same page about everything and, and pre-production planning. And, and oftentimes in in the world we live in now, certainly with television, actors are cast very late and for whatever reason. And so you don't really get rehearsal and rehearsal gives you that opportunity to really work out your character Script because often you're shooting out of sequence as well, so you need to ha- to prep your journey because you're shooting out of se- out of sequence. Sometimes, obviously, some directors just like it all off the cuff, and you turn up and you just do it and see what happens. But I think sometimes there's a, a massive irresponsibility in that, as I feel as an actor, because you need to be able to have answers to, to questions and, and have questions yourself about what's happening. And um, so my process with with this was talking to Sarah a lot. Um, Pierce, uh, you know, couldn't get to talk to Pierce sadly, um but Sarah and I would, uh, with Pierce's blessing, were kind of working out Liz a lot. And would I, would I say this? Can I change this word? And is that okay? And and also, no disrespect, Pierce, it, we had a, a wonderful woman called Nia, who was our, our voice coach. She was more than a voice coach as well. She's a singer, and so she was helping me with the breathing and how, because. Yeah, she was just extraordinary. So Sarah and Nia were saying from a female perspective, and again, no disrespect to Pierce, it was, <laughs>
3: it was
2: women and they're Welsh women as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like so we were able to kind of I suppose with with the Pierce's blessing, kind of make lit, you know, make a my own a little bit as opposed to um, which I think that happens in a lot of films and a lot of TV. You, you have to take it from the page and and say, Well, I'm not I don't feel comfortable saying that. Could I just say this? Or mm. um and then I and then it was quite tricky because of COVID. I wanted to, you know, kind of embrace certain aspects of the look of Liz. Um, and that wasn't entirely possible because we couldn't go shopping together, we couldn't get um myself in the costume department. So everything was like, ah, what can we get? And and it was A little bit, um, excuse the phrase, a kick, scramble, you know, like (laughs) to, 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 for some of the other elements. Um, So I I think that, you know, my, my normal prep for a role, I I wasn't able to have in a way, Mm -hmm. but what we did have was once we got there and I started working, you know, with my boys, um, uh, Mark and Hugh and Flynn and, you know, and yeah we just had this chemistry and then and then Liz kind of became her own I think sorry she kind of she became Liz it was like oh there she is you know so whilst I was at home trying to work it out I was like I just had to trust that when we got there that some of the the normal stuff you'd normally do in meeting up with actors beforehand hanging out with each other going yeah. for dinner you know sitting down with the script you know bashing it out a bit we we couldn't do that so bit of a long-winded uh, response there no,
0: no it's an ever-changing world it's sort of fr- it's it's frustrating because there's a desire to do to work but we everything's had to change you know we've all had to sort of adapt and yeah well because adapt is one word sort of accept a, a new way for now and and as well which i can i can understand so it's, it's incredible that you know, you've got the you know the, well, it's a credit to you all that the, that the work is so nuanced and 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 heartfelt. You know, and
3: uh, you know, I
0: mean, Erin, for you, was it sort of did you read it and think, I know this girl, I went to school with her, and I'm going <laughs> to dial into that, or is this like this is just an element? You know, what 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 was sort of your, uh, you know, I've I've got this one, or like, oh no, I'm I you know, this is this is so close, it's too close to somebody I know, I can't even go there. What, what was this? <laughs> It wasn't
3: so bad. It was for me, it was interesting because um as I discussed with Sarah and we we sort of found this with Susan, one of the key parts of her personality is her um her loyalty to her community. Um and I definitely have that. Like I I in my life as Erin have, have obviously gone out into the world from Penarth where I'm from in, in Wales, and I've lived out in the world for a lot of the time and um the older I get, the more I am getting pulled to home. Um, so I was able to tap into that. But but Susan, more than Erin, I think, was, was she went out into the world. She went to Oxford, you know, she did, oh, Cambridge, sorry, Cambridge. And she, you know, went to be a lawyer in the world. And then just, she missed her, her community and her family and her friends um, more than she wanted that sort of you know sparkly life um and so it was tapping into that with her really helped me to anchor um Susan because Susan puts up with a lot I mean she, she's working for a man who doesn't respect women or uh, her intelligence um played by deal Akhtar who is just phenomenal he was so fun to work with uh so you know I had to really find the why of of why she would stay in that situation um so that that was the sort of gateway into into season
0: it's it's you mentioned it's a wonderful life earlier and it's it really kind of your character is is the so I guess the has the George Bailey arc because you know she's back in the town doesn't want to be there but then realizes that you actually have a you know that you do have a wonderful life whereas uh Whereas Liz knew she had a wonderful life from the beginning and in some ways that arc is, it's, all, it's about protecting that child, which, I, which I, I, I loved. I've got questions coming in, folks, here. Tulawani um, uh, uh, Tuluwani Uginorin, um yeah, pr- apologies if I pronounce it wrong. Are there any films that, that you are working on that you could tell us about? Um, they're really excited. They haven't seen Save the Cinema yet, but they're really excited to see it, but are there any films that you're working on that you could share? And that's an open question to you all. This is there. Uh, has anybody got any exciting things? I'm sure in...
4: Sarah's got something really exciting. Haven't you, Sarah?
1: I think we probably all have. I think we all have. Um, yeah, we all have.
0: Yeah, we all have. That's your answer. We all have exciting things. There we go. I'll
2: just say what I'm up to then, because I'll be less discreet. Go on. Um, go on. So, yeah, a TV series, with the Serpent Queen coming out, where I play Catherine de Medici, um, which was extraordinary, and I've it was a very long shoot, and I finished that, and I'm very excited about it. There you go.
1: Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I'm
4: I'm shooting a shark movie in Malta and a movie about the Bank of Dave in Burnley um, simultaneously
0: this hey. month. Fantastic! The wow. Bank
4: of Dave is the greatest bank story in the history of the world. So you know, and it's about a community. So the shark one less community. Yes, shark, yes. not yes. even the community of sharks, but the only yeah, yeah, one is definitely community. There's
0: a joke. There's a joke about an apex predator preying on the town and the. Other <laughs> one. Yeah. None of that about a shark. I don't know. I don't know. If that, but that's <laughs> amazing. The Bank of Dave story is great. Erin, you're in New York. <laughs>
3: I'm in New york, but i'm um I start a film in march uh, in Yorkshire. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say uh, oh. I'm not really <laughs> yet, but uh it's it's a good it's got a really great cast and it's a really exciting um movies so coming up next for me.
0: congratulations congratulations all, all, all on. now we are uh, love the film says anonymous attendee. I've never heard them. <laughs> Um, what piece of advice would you give to someone who wants to work and succeed in the film industry any advice i love this question
3: i always
0: get it i would say keep going keep going keep going going and uh, you know if you're going through hell keep going is the phrase but uh, you just gotta keep going i usually think sometimes that question is is is, can anybody give me a job but um yeah we also (laughs)
2: think it depends what part of the film industry you want to work in, and I think that trying to get advice is is really hard. Whether you you're a, you know you want to become a female you know you're a female or you know non-binary whatever you, and you want to get into directing or you know it's really hard. I think one a really good thing to do is just to go on film school websites first of all to look at that. Um, maybe you know go on the um, BAFTA website, if you want to act, um, and make sure that if you're going to auditions and you're getting them out of the stage, that they're safe. Um, yeah. And, and, and like that, you know, you're on this, so you're asking, you're watching us, and you're talking, you know, it's read as much as you can. Sight and Sound is a really good film magazine. Um, there are some really, you know, if you can get onto the BFI website, looking, looking at his, you know, cinema of the past as well. Um,
0: what, yeah. one, of, one of the joys of my life, my fresh life, is I'm, I work with Interfilm, the, the young people's film charity, and sort of ambassador for them. Oh, okay. And, you know, a message get, to get out there is to sort of show that most people just think that there's three jobs in the film industry. It's like you know, either acting, directing, writing, or if there's a fourth one, operating a camera. Uh, and then beyond that, the, the, the knowledge you're sort of getting the message out there that actually there are hundreds of fantastic jobs within the industry, really important, fulfilling, creative jobs. And it's just very difficult to find out what they are or what they could be. And I think that's great advice, Samantha, that you could go onto the BFI web, you know, site and site and sound and start looking at what elements of the industry you can offer and they can offer you because it doesn't have to be one of the four jobs or three jobs that just sort of gets talked about mostly. Suppose. Um, and one,
1: one of the best advice that I was ever given was Molly Parkin said to me, don't wait, don't wait for anyone to give you permission. And, uh, you know, obviously as an actor, that, that's difficult, is difficult. But if you if you've got friends and nowadays, you know, spend the time finessing a, a story that you believe in and don't wait for permission. Go and, and make that film with your friends. Yeah,
3: that, that's what I was going to say. I always tell people just go and make your own work, especially if you're an actor. It's really hard because you just, you, I spent a lot of my sort of early 20s just sitting around waiting for someone to give me a job. And then I was like, screw this, I'm just going to do my own stuff. So, you know, write as much as you can, get an iPhone, I mean, or borrow an iPhone. You can make a really good film on an iPhone these days and just create your work, you know, get it on YouTube, just make as much as you can. And eventually someone will we'll see you and appreciate you. Um, And, you know, the longer that takes and the more things you make, the better you get. So you'll be fully cooked by the time you're out in the industry. Absolutely. Sharpen those tools, build that
0: vocabulary. and, uh, and, And the idea of the language that goes out there is lucky breaks, big breaks. Everybody goes to that, who you know, what you know, and, Really, I think the best analogy is the Wizard of Oz. You know, you will, you know, when you get to Oz, you'll realize there's no wizard. It's just some nervous person behind a curtain making it up. You know, I think uh, it's all about the journey and the destination. How fantastic. The, um, now, there is a, a competition out there, and I'm going to sort of rule you guys out of the competition because I just want to get your answer to this competition, okay? But there is a competition that is going to be on the BAFTA website, the BAFTA Company website. Where you can nominate somebody within your community that has made a difference, like Liz made a difference to the lyric and Kamalinshire. Um, it, it sort of uh, could be an unsung hero, somebody that has made a difference to the community through the arts, specifically film. If possible, whether they worked at a cinema or created a cinema or had a film club, um, go on. Go on the website and nominate somebody in your area who you think. Um, is that sort of unsung hero that you would like to celebrate within your community, attached Touch A Film. And I will ask you all, if you were to nominate one person, who would that person be?
3: I have a friend. She's not in film, although she is writing a film of her own life story. Um, her name is Hannah Fitt and she runs a brilliant charity called The Safe Foundation in Cardiff. Um, and she is just the most... Um, joyous giving person I've ever met in my life. I I've never known somebody to have such love bones. She doesn't ever have a bad word to say about anybody, and whenever you see her, she's just full love. So I I would like to nominate her.
0: Oh, she sounds incredible. <laughs> it sounds like she's doing the right thing with her life. Then actually, if she is that person, that's amazing.
3: Now running Alicia Keys's charity after starting Safe, so she's wow. she's going wow. go places.
0: Wow. Piers, Sarah, do you have anyone that you would nominate?
4: No, I'm leaving this one to Sarah. <laughs> I would
1: nominate Piers. <laughs> Piers is such a generous person and nothing's too much trouble. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he's a great, a great man. Um, genuinely. Uh, <laughs> if we're talking about people that aren't in my business, I just think I, you know, what i love about wales and i'm sure it happens in 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 ev- well i know it happens everywhere in the world um but but i've met so many people in the valleys in wales and i have to say wendy phillips is still my hero she's passed away now she died but she had a great innings and um and 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 uh the minister who gave her her um her eulogy said that you know she was lucky to get to the age she did because she'd been smoking since she was 14 so so we won't feel sorry for her but what she absolutely lived by was equal we're all equal and that things should be fair and I just absolutely loved that and she had so much talent so much natural talent she painted she wrote you know she was a great actress and a brilliant singing voice and she was the school cleaner and she felt that was all equal like there's no difference in that everybody in her community she treated you know with equal warmth and generosity and she taught me so much about about being human a human being you know that that really it was just she was like a beacon what what she gave she they didn't have anything and and i know i'm harping back in her children and grandchildren you know especially her grandchildren's like that's a different era when the strikes were on and everything but you know they didn't have anything and they still shared and um and like recently with covid and the food banks and you know she didn't have anything she lived on her pension and she always put into the food banks always and she did it without fuss, and, and there's so many quiet heroes at this time, you know. And I'm sorry, I am, if you want to call it sentimental, I just have to own it. You know, I bloody am. And I can't pretend um, you know, to be more sophisticated than that. And I just think, I, I just think we are all all
0: unsophisticated, Zara. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the man you is. Are. Far from it. That's beautiful. Samantha, do you, do you have anybody that you would uh, that, that, that sticks out for you at all? Yeah, I,
2: I think I mentioned him earlier on. It's Ian Smith who single-handedly launched the career of many, many professional actors who, who are now professional actors from the, the workshop. Um, he was a teacher, he was an English teacher before he um, started running a workshop. And um, he's not only a teacher, he's a friend. And I think he's, he's um, tried to get in one of those things that, things that the royals give out or they, I don't you know you get the ribbon I don't know <laughs> MBE.
4: MBE, no, OBE. No.
2: I didn't do the initial thing but I wrote a big letter to go with it and you know it's like come on what you you know anyway because he's just um saved many people from um a, an alternate kind of reality that that would have been on the on the table for them I suppose um but he continues this day to just constantly help people and just put himself out there when he doesn't have to. Is you know, and um, I think as Sarah was saying, people like that, the quiet heroes, the people behind the scenes that just relentlessly and tirelessly think of others, put others first. Um, yeah, I'm like, you know, well, they, they you know, my 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 foster sister at the moment. I was speaking to her yesterday, and she's Lisa, and she said, um. I've just started doing this you know, online volunteering stuff and she works really hard. And I'm like, well, how do you have the time to then volunteer? So people just blow me away with their kindness and generosity. So, anyway.
0: We have always <laughs> depended on the kindness of strangers. Ah, well
2: done. Yeah, that's a nice <laughs> thing. <laughs> so for, the, for,
0: for the love of film, you can uh, nominate a, a, somebody who is legendary in your community. Uh, I think this conversation has sort of highlighted anything is that, we're here because somebody lit a spark somewhere. Somebody saw us in a, in a way that we wanted to be seen and heard. And it was given a chance to grow, just like the characters in the film, just like the industry that we, uh, it, you know, it starts somewhere. And um, long may people keep seeing something in others. Now, the... Um, i was just getting knocked on the door then and my i've, I've lost my mojo now but this, <laughs> it is that sort of moment of seeing something in somebody and being seen and how powerful that is not only as a young person but as an artist um, throughout so i think this film has that in spades uh, it's been a joy to talk to you all a Long how everybody goes to see save the cinema I hope people go to see it in a cinema. I can see it's been screened a lot in the Welsh cinemas around and hopefully uh, long may it continue. Um, keep making films, keep writing them, keep being in them, keep trying, and just keep being your your uh, passionate selves. And um, it was you a know, pleasure to talk to you. And it's, uh, it's a gorgeous movie and the long may the work continue. Zara, keep making films, keep making them in Wales. I know you're huge demand at the moment. Piers, good luck in all your screenplays. And Erin and Samantha, what, what a fantastic, it's the Cagney and Lacey, bring it back. I want That would be great. The Lacey movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: can but, can uh, I just take this opportunity just quickly to just say what a privilege it is and I do get emotional to you know that we're sitting albeit separate but we're we're all in the same space here and we like Samantha said you know we haven't had a time to do that and 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 it's and it's not true I just get to to be able I had the privilege to pick to say I want blue not green or whatever but it's we know it's collaboration and it's about the chemistry of us all coming together and you know and 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 it's a big process and we did have a lot of obstacles and i just feel very very privileged to to what we all had in common is we were passionate about the job in hand and doing our very best and holding hands to do that you know and we got it done and i just feel very grateful to be on this panel with everyone thanks
3: thank, thank you
0: well, good luck to you all. You have saved cinema. You've saved the cinema. Keep saving cinema. And um, I'll see you all down the road. And thanks for your time. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank and you. stay safe and uh, be kind to each other. Wow. Lots of love. Thank you. Bye. Thank
4: you. Bye.
0: Thanks for joining us. And remember, you
4: can
3: listen to previous BAFTA sessions and podcasts at guru.bafta.org.